Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is October 30th, 2020. One more day to Halloween. And a few more days until the New York Giants get the biggest scare of the year. Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up in their house to uh, whoops and butt. (laughs) Beat the mess out of them. I was going to do a whole string of profanity there. And then I just realized (laughs) I tried not to cuss on that show a whole lot. All right. We've got some uh, stuff to cover for you. Got all 22 done. Uh, If you haven't been watching, then uh, you could see the things I found interesting videos are up on YouTube. I did three. I thought I could have swore I was going to have at least four or five. I know. I even tweeted it. Yeah, I know. But then I did. I I realized like right in the fourth quarter that pretty much the uh, Raiders gave up. You know, and just ran the ball. So there wasn't a whole lot to watch. You know, it was just run, 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 punt, run, run. Saying, so, yeah. There's that. Uh, we're going to talk about the injury reports for both games, both teams. And we're going to cover the Giants game coming up. We also have a little bit of bu- uh, Buccaneers news. So exciting show. Yay. I hate that we're getting these things out so late. It took me all week to get that film review done. It's, I hate that. All right, we'll get we'll get down on schedule about the time the season's over. I mean, it's midway through the season. Why change it now? <laughs> we don't even have a schedule now. We're just I know. winging it every day. What are we going to do today? Let's do a podcast. All right, the all twenty two film review with the radars. What did we see? What was it we saw after the game? We just beat the absolute mess out of them. Just beat the mess out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was pretty pretty bad of a whooping, even on all 22, but not in the way that I thought it was going to be. It was just we just played much better football than them. You know, it wasn't that we physically whooped them or that we really outgame planned them. We just played better football. We were the better team, and we beat them up that way. It was, it was quite impressive by the Buccaneers. Uh, we had a few issues that I wanted to bring up. Uh, we had more missed tackles in this game than I think we have all season long combined. <laughs> really? Sure. Yeah, I think so. I think Were we they about... just slippery or? No, just uh, just bad tackling. A lot of guys confused as to who's going to tackle. Uh, you know, a, c- a couple times they dove for the feet and they were able to get out of it. I did notice that and I felt like Levante was yeah. a frequent mm-hmm. offender. Yeah, he went for the feet a little too much in this game. Uh, but they all did it. Uh, Devin White missed. And uh, let me see. I think those two, well, you know, of course, they're usually the ones tackling everybody. But I think they were the two biggest offenders. Uh, Bunting had some missed tackles. Uh, let's talk about him a little bit. He was by far the worst player on the team. Yeah, he had not had the season that I thought mm-hmm. he would. Yeah, he, he he actually almost cost us the game. They, you know, they, they came back in the third quarter and got within four points to us, and almost all of it was due to him. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he had like five bad plays where, you know, he just lost guys in coverage or he was, you know, just got thrown on or whatever. You or think it's tackles. just a sophomore slump? I don't know. Don't know. I don't know what's going on. It, it, it might be that everybody else is just playing so good that it makes him look bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because you got to remember, look, last year, beginning of last year, two years ago, three years ago, our defense was horrible. Just it was just trash. You know, I mean, especially the secondary. So we gotta we gotta remember how far we've come so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting a little cocky with our. You know, oh, he missed a tackle and he got a little. How dare catch, him? Yeah. <laughs> A guy catched a 29-yard pass on him, you know, throw him out to the bleachers. Okay. Uh, Carr with the damn audibles and pre-snap things. You know, we had talked about it going into the game. Yeah, John Green loves that. Oh, gosh, he loves it. And he used to annoy the heck out of me when he was with the Buccaneers. Because, you know, you get up at the line of scrimmage, you know, he goes, acts like he's going to snap the ball, and then he steps back and he yells some stuff and people run around and all that. And then he goes back up to the line of scrimmage and he'll look around and you know, it's like 30 seconds. Of, yeah. You know, they do you they, need like the full 40. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yeah, they they beat us in time of possession, 31 minutes and four seconds to 28 minutes and 56 seconds. That's just outrageous. I swear to God, 10 minutes of that was Derek Carr bullshitting around before pre-snap. <laughs> and it's annoying watching it on Gayfield because you never know when he's going to snap it. So you have to just sit there and kind of, and then you know, so you, you end up watching an extra 10, 15 seconds of just, to me, it just makes it way more complicated than it needs to be. I think with audibles like that, where you're changing at the line, it's like you're only going to do so much. And then at a certain point, it's diminishing returns. Like, what is the point of even doing it? Yeah, there's a couple of reasons to do it. One would be to keep the ball out of the offense's hands. You know, you keep the time of possession in your hands. And uh, two, it Yeah, does... but the Raiders did not need to do that <laughs> this game. No, they, <laughs> I mean... they needed to score points. Yeah. And our defense was just beating the mess out of them. uh, But one of the things it does, which is this is Gruden's whole thing, is he likes to make sure he's got good matchups. He wants the wide receivers on a a linebacker or, you know, your second receiver on the nickelback, whatever. You know, he's going to try and get these matchups. And, you know, a lot of the pre-snap stuff is so that the quarterback can kind of figure out what kind of defense the defense is going to play. Because they – a lot of times the defense will show one thing and then do another. And if you get some guys in motion, you can kind of tell what they're going to end up doing. You know, it's basically you can tell whether it's going to be zone or man. And one thing about this game, it was definitely a chess match. I mean, these two coaches were going at it. Mm-hmm. They had, I pointed it out in one of the videos. We ran a Tampa two. We had four guys underneath in zone coverage, uh, two deep safeties. And then we had Devin white, you know, kind of a deep linebacker. He wasn't, you know, it wasn't like cover three, but he was, you know, uh, deep between the two safeties was his spot. And they ran two receivers. We had seven guys in coverage. They ran two receivers and got like a 30-yard pass. <laughs> that seems to happen to us sometimes. Yeah, it does. It's like we beat ourselves, you know. Well, that, that was we just get the, too many guys out there. It was just the perfect call for that defense. Absolutely perfect. They flooded Devin White's zone, and he had to make a choice. Do I take the guy underneath or do I take the guy going long? He did it exactly what he was supposed to do. Took the guy going long. They threw it to the guy underneath. That it, it was just the perfect. And there was a lot of that going on in this game. Where you, I'd be like, "Ooh, that was that was a good call." Or, oh man, great defense for that that play. So it it was a chess match between the two coaches. That was that was fun to watch. Donovan Smith. Let's talk about him for a little while. Oh, Always okay. got to talk about Donovan. again. <laughs> yeah, he did not play too well. No. 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 I, I swear to God. Tom Brady, Tom Brady should get an award for how he's making Donovan Smith look good. You know, it's just. Well, I don't think he really is. I think that he's just making the best of it. I mean, he doesn't really have a whole lot of choice. <laughs> well, he could pull a Jameis Winston and scramble around back there for 20 yeah. minutes. Uh, now, Donovan Smith didn't play horrible. But, you know, he had he had a few plays where he just he got beat. One time he got beaten. If it wouldn't have been for Ali Marpet picking his guy up, he, the guy would have destroyed Tom Brady. I mean, he had an open shot. And out Marpet was double teaming with Jensen, and he looked over and he saw Donovan Smith getting beat, and you know, he stepped over there and stopped that guy. Man, that was <laughs> thankful for that. And Donovan Smith had a lot of running back help over there. He had a lot of tight end help. He looked really slow and sluggish. I don't know. You know, maybe he wasn't feeling good or something like that. I don't know. Tired from. He always looks <laughs> slow and sluggish, though. He had one play where he went out to block on the second level. And man, it was. Fournette had. Fournette got a nine yard run, I think it was. And he had complete open space in front of him if Devin, if Donovan Smith would have made his block in the second level. And he just totally whiffed. The guy just zipped right underneath his they arm. They are not good at that. Well, Devin White, is our, it all? Donovan Smith is our best one. He's our best open field blocker. God. Yeah. Is that like most offensive linemen yeah. are not good at those plays? Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, they're so big and they, they, you know, they can't adjust real quick. And those, <laughs> those little guys just zip around. Them. Yeah. It's not just our guys. Okay. So Donovan, you know, you need, you need to buy Brady a nice gift for, not making you look like the worst left tackle in the league right now. Not that he is. I mean, he, you know, he's he's probably average fifteenth somewhere in that area. But our O line altogether played great. They are really, really working together well. 
And I think, again, it's, it's Tom Brady. It's a testament to Tom Brady. They know the spot they're supposed to block, and they're blocking that spot very well. You know, they don't have to worry about you know, starting off blocking over here and then having to run over here to block because the quarterbacks run, you know, three circles and mm-hmm. jumped over a couple of hurdles and doing <laughs> handstands in the back. So, yeah, I think it's a lot easier for them. And they're working together really, really well. Saying that. Uh, are you just bringing that up because you predicted that in the offseason? <laughs> Is that why you're saying that? You say no, that every game? No, I'm going to get to that here in a moment. Okay, all right. I'm going to get to that here in a moment. Saying that our offense line played great, their offensive line played better. Now, really? Our, yes. Their, our offensive line has do, been doing really good in the run blocking. Uh, Gronkowski has helped out. I mean, he's probably 50% of the reason why our run blocking has gotten so much better. But their offensive line, good Lord. We got no pressure on Carr. None. And it, by the by, the fourth quarter, our defensive line looked so tired and worn out. <laughs> that they weren't even trying. That's crazy. Really. I, I haven't seen them that way. I've never seen them like that. So then how did Devin White become so successful in this Ex- game? Exactly. The first sack, he got three sacks. The okay. first sack he got because Carr tried to run for it and he tackled him behind the line of scrimmage. Oh, okay. Devin White was actually 15 yards downfield when Carr started running, and Devin White ran up and caught up with him before he crossed the line of scrimmage. The second sack he got, he came in on a blitz, and Jacobs, the running back, went to pick him up to block him, and the right tackle stepped on Jacobs' ankle, and he immediately <laughs> fell down, didn't even try to block Devin White. Devin White came right in, got that sack, uh, and Jacobs, I think he was out of the game for the rest of the game. He hobbled off the field. Uh, he got He got his footstepped on pretty bad the third sack that Devin White got was on fourth and one when Derek Carr again tried to run and Devin White ran all the way across the field and hit him oh I remember that one so it had Mm -hmm. nothing to do with offensive line all three of those sacks had nothing to do with offensive line their offensive line is good this is the best offensive line we played we didn't I would hope so they've been resting for two weeks well even besides that they are ranked first in the league in run blocking and second in the league in pass protection. Right behind the best offensive line in pass protection, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thank yeah. <laughs> That's according to Football Outsiders, which is really the only ranking system I trust. They do not pro football, I guess. <laughs> you just, you just try to get. I actually her. have a stat from them later, so you're gonna be. You're trying to get a rise out of it. <laughs> it's so easy. Yeah. I don't know. Put your buttons. That was good. You brought up Devin White and his sacks because that was that was like a great segue because like, I was going right excellent. into it. Excellent. We yeah. didn't even plan that, guys. We don't plan any of these. We don't plan any of this. <laughs> believe it or not, I know as polished I think as they we see, it. this is all off the cuff. <laughs> so. Yeah, their their offensive line was just incredible. I, I mean, nobody could get through. I mean, I haven't seen Sue get manhandled like that ever. And, you know, of course, Vita, Vita wasn't in, but I don't think he could have done anything. They were just really, really impressive. I, they, they totally shut down Barrett. I mean, he got a few pressures, but it was usually after about five seconds. But they And, and, they, and they used tight end on Barrett a lot. Really? Yeah. America. America. <laughs> America, don't. Yeah. Uh, JPP didn't do much. He had a couple good plays. But, yeah, their their offensive line was just really, really good in both the run and pass game. But our defensive line is better at pass, at run stuffing. So So would you say that our offense won us the game or or our defense? Our secondary. The secondary won us the game. Yep. Yeah, they, they played really well. Mike Edwards. Had a great game. Isn't that crazy? Like last season, it was like he was just kind of meh. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just kind of a backup guy. And and here's the thing. He had an interception, right? Yeah. And he ran it back, but it got called back because Shaquille Barrett jumped offsides. Now, Ugh. that was that was a ticky-tacky offsides call. I stopped it and freed And I mean, maybe the tip of his face mask was over the line. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah, seriously. It was. But he he was he was going. You know, he jumped early, but he didn't mm-hmm. cross the line. And the ball was moving at the same time. They both went at the same rate. It was it was pretty neat to watch. But uh, So, 
you know, it was like, eh, you shouldn't have called that, really. But, yeah, Edwards had a fantastic interception there. I mean, he cut underneath that. He saw it coming 10 yards away, ran over cut, and then he did it later, and he got that pass defense, and it tipped up in the air, and uh, that's when uh, Winfield got his interception. And that um, was the right. one that was the play mm-hmm. that basically sealed the game for us. And yeah. Edwards had one last or the week before yeah. against Green Day. Edwards had 13 snaps on defense. Wow. Yeah. And he played that good. Dang. Yeah. And hey, we rotated our defensive line that more so than we crazy. had. Any. Uh I think Sue was one of the most uh, defensive players out there the most. And I think he was out there 66% of the time. Yeah, we were rotating guys because they were just getting tired going up against an offensive line. He couldn't do anything. Uh, Gronk is to Brady what Winston or what Evans was to Winston. Uh. That's how it's become. Uh, Gronk is Brady's release valve. Security blanket. Yes, and it's really going to hurt Evans. I think that's why we've seen a lot of production drop off him because Gronk will do those 50-50 balls and Brady's got more trust in him. Yeah, that's my theory about the whole uh, Mike's production this season is that, you know, Jameis was more likely to throw those 50-50 balls to Mm. Mike because he was less risk averse. Tom Brady is more risk averse. So if he sees that Mike's covered, he's going to go through his reads mm-hmm. where Jameis just didn't give a crap. Like he would just throw it, right. chunk it and let Mike fight for it. And granted, that's Mike's bread and butter. I mean, that's what he's built to do. That's what he does. But I just think that Tom doesn't have that kind of trust in him yet. Yes. It, or if he will develop it, he, you know, he probably, he might, but you know, Mike is just not the kind of guy that, you know, he doesn't get open per se. He's not a, he's not going to shake the cornerback a whole lot. And he's not like fast. He's right. not. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's the kind of guy he's, you know, you give him a little bit of space and just throw the ball up and he'll go get it and catch it. Uh, there was a play where we had all four of our receivers open. I'll put this in the video too. I don't know how it happened, but their secondary just totally crapped the bed on this one. But we had all four of our wide receivers were open, and one of them was Mike Evans for a touchdown, and Brady instead threw it to Gronk, who was right mm-hmm. in that same area. And I was just like, "There we go. That's, you know, that's Winston would have done the same thing. He would have thrown it to Evans before he would have thrown it to anybody else." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when you got four options that you can throw to, you go with the one you're comfortable with. It's right. So Gronk is to Brady what Evans was to Winston. Uh, hopefully, Evans will get. Get some, you know, rapport with Brady a little bit better and get some balls because I do feel like we're leaving a little bit of talent on the field there. I mean, not that, not that it matters because. I mean, we have so many options. <laughs> we, it's yeah. just crazy. Uh, but, you know, I feel like with the whole Mike and Tom Brady storyline, I want everyone to keep talking about it because it seems like. The team this year, their game plan is like a spike game plan, like we talked about with the tight ends a few yeah. weeks ago, yeah. and you know the rift between Tom Brady and BA, and yeah. uh, so I'm like, okay, guys, like keep talking about it because they usually right. end up. Oh, the penalties that was a big thing. Uh, they usually end up just going the opposite direction, whatever the narrative is. They yeah. go the other way, just to shut them up, just to shut everyone up. <laughs> All right, last thing I got to say about the All-22, Josh Haig, he had 12 offensive snaps out there, and he played good. I really Really? enjoyed watching him play. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we activated another offensive lineman off off of injured reserve, that rookie guard, John Mulchin. So he'll travel with the team to the Giants. Oh, cool. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, the – Oh, the refs, our ref crew was Novak. They were excellent this game. <laughs> They're never excellent. Like a B? <laughs> never. The highest I give is a C, and they got a C. Okay. They did They did pretty good. Yeah, Scott Novak was the guy. They had, I counted, uh, 10 uncalled penalties. Two of them should have been on us, eight on the other team. Mm-hmm. That's usually how it is. That's usually how it is. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Four on us. Six on the other team. My bad. So, you know, it wasn't that bad. 
not too many of them were significant. We had a couple of false starts on special teams and a face mask on special teams, it wasn't called. Uh, but holding seems to be the going trend this year. You know, it's uh, they're just not calling holding that much. The refs, I don't know what's going on. So, but they, it was a pretty good. It was a pretty good clean, clean game. Both sides played really clean. The uh, we, it's funny. Our offensive linemen were were making it obvious to the refs a lot of times that we're not holding. They'll actually put their arms up when they make like a good play, when they do a pancake or, you know, they get some guy to the ground or they, you know, block a guy. They'll like put their arms up so the refs can see, hey, I'm not holding. Yeah. You know, I've noticed that too. Yeah, we're doing it a lot. So I guess we're saying y'all want to make us the most penalized Team in the league, you're going to have to try really harder than that because we're going to do everything we can to let you know we ain't cheating. <laughs> so that was the uh, the film breakdown. If you get a chance, go check out the things I found interesting on YouTube videos. It's three of them. They're broken up into about 10-minute segments apiece so you can enjoy them at your leisure. There's some good stuff in there. I enjoy it. I can't wait to watch them. I haven't seen them yet. Yeah. Do a little binge later. Yes. Okay, we've got some news, and then we will get into the game preview. So, Devin White was named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week for his performance against the Raiders. He had three sacks, 11 tackles, and a forced fumble. So, congratulations to him, as well as Tom Brady, who was named NFC Offensive Player of the Month. Ah, yes. What? Oh. That's just great. <laughs> I know. He's the first Buck player since Vinny Testaverde in 1999 to win. I mean, 1990, not 99. You so, know, like 30 years. Me and you talked about this as the day, even before we got Tom Brady, we were talking about this is probably Tom Brady's last season at the Patriots. Uh, we're going to find out this year if it was Belichick or Tom. And I think everybody has come to the conclusion right now that it was Tom Brady because the Patriots are falling apart. I think it was a little bit of both, but I'm not ready to discount Bill Belichick yet. No. no. Whatsoever. Me neither, but man, does he have a A long hill to go up, a steep hill to climb. It's just kind of a mess. Uh, You know, Cam Newton, we said it. We've been saying it for years. He's not a good quarterback. I just don't. I'm not a fan. I never have been. Uh, aside from him playing at Carolina, I just don't. It's that it's he's just very gimmicky, mm-hmm. and it's like eventually they catch on to you, and then what? Right. You know. Yeah. And we learned it what like two years ago. You just keep him in the pocket, make him throw it, him throw and he can't do it. Yep. Yep. And you know he's he's a big strong guy, you know, and he can run the ball. He's hard to tackle. He's hard to sack. You know, but that that only takes you so far. Yeah, and the dude, you know, he's been through what three surgeries, two surgeries. Yeah, I mean, you're just yeah. not the same after that, and it's yeah. So between you not being what you once were because of injury, and the league has figured you out, I mean, you just don't have a whole lot to offer. And honestly, and this is just speculation on my part, just from the you know videos I've seen over the years. He 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 doesn't seem like his heart is in the football. If you ask me, no, I don't really feel like that either. And, yeah, you know, you have to be dedicated to this stuff, man. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, somebody's going to take your job, and I think he's going to lose his job up there. Well, and I do think that like the injuries kind of get in your head, like we saw it with Andrew Luck. It was the same way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the difference is Andrew knew when to quit and Cam, I think, probably should have quit this year. I was very surprised when Belichick picked up uh, Cam Newton and made him the starter. Really surprised me. I was like, I just can't see this working out. We're uh, going to do this one day where we're going to do a podcast where it's just clips of stuff that we predicted and said. You know, it'll be interesting, I think. It Go won't be any of the stuff we got wrong. None of the Well, because we didn't get anything <laughs> wrong. <laughs> We're 100%. 100%. Uh, so, you know, hey, I feel bad for the Patriots, but you know, for everybody that doubted that Tom Brady could throw the ball deep, they've been shut up. Everybody that's doubted that Tom Brady can uh, take a hit 
you know, they're being quiet now. Everybody that doubted that Tom Brady was over the hill and couldn't play in this offense, they are quiet. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of people, Max Kellerman, Max Kellerman came out and said, you know, he hates Tom Brady. He came I don't, out. I don't even know who that is. He used to be a boxing announcer. I don't know what he's doing talking about football. <laughs> but I used to love him when he used to do boxing. He was great. And then he got, he won an award for being a uh, like a like a outstanding journalist or something like that and it was like all of a sudden he put on glasses and started acting like he was you know this professional journalist which one of the things I liked about him was he was just like gruff and rough and you know so anyhow uh, he said that you know Tom Brady was going to stink it up this year and blah 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 he didn't like him well he came out this week and said I was wrong Wow. You know, Tom Brady is much better than I thought he was. Yeah, and people said that he couldn't play in Arian's system either. Well, I had said that. Yeah. You know, until I went back and watched tape, and then I was like, oh, well, yeah, he's got this. So uh, I'm real excited about our team. I think all Bucks fans should be. And I still am honestly just waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> You're conditioned. I'm just conditioned. Like... And it's even, it's kind of like this game coming up where I'm like 99% confident that we're just going to beat the absolute shit out of the Giants. But then there's that one little smidge where you're like, oof, this could really go the wrong way. Right. Like it did last year when we played them. Mm. Danny Dimes, remember that? Oh, yeah. His first game ever. The doink kick from... Well, who do we have? Matt Gay. Matt Gay, that's right. Yep. I, forgot, I totally forgot yeah. about him. Wow. I know. I know. Yeah. But, hey, man, well, our team is just – and it's not the offense. It's the defense. Yeah. The defense. But, They're so fun. But the offense is no slouch either. You know, we have the best point differential in the NFL. We are outscoring yeah, I our mean, opponents by – I mean, you win two games by 25 points. Yeah, we, we are outscored our opponents by 80 points this season. That's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. The NFL announced that the Super Bowl is going to be played in front of Raymond James Stadium at 20% capacity. In that front was of the so, stadium? I know. That was what? so awkwardly worded. <laughs> in the parking lot. In the parking lot. <laughs> you know, I, I, it was just, I started the sentence and I just wanted to finish it without stuttering or changing okay let me try this again the nfl is planning for 20 percent seating capacity at raymond james for the super bowl which would mean between 13,000 to 15,000 people can you imagine how outrageous those ticket prices are going to be i mean they are already crazy mm-hmm. to get super bowl tickets mm-hmm. what's it like two thousand dollars a ticket yeah well we had talked about this in the 10 minute news segment yesterday but you know, the, some, someone is not rubbing me right about all this. The Yes, the tickets are going to be, I mean, they're already extremely expensive to begin with. But now, when only, they're, they're going to be five times more expensive. And if you do the math, you know, 20%, only 20%. But here's what's going to happen. It's going to be nothing but rich people and celebrities are going to go. And this is what I've noticed with this COVID stuff. It's not affecting rich people and celebrities. You know, as far as their way of life. As a matter of fact, I think it's better for them. You know, I'm sitting here watching football. Well, I'm watching the Vegas game. Here it is. Las Vegas has built this new billion-dollar stadium for these millionaires to play in for billionaires, right? So they're they're doing this. It's an empty stadium except for a few celebrities. Uh, God, who was it? Oh, man, this is going to drive me crazy. Was it Brett Favre? No, it wasn't Brett Favre. Steve Young. I think it was Steve Young. Tweeted out a picture or Instagrammed a picture of him sitting in the Raiders stadium, like right on the 50-yard line with his feet propped up on the chairs in front of him. And he was like, Get just enjoying the view. stadium to Right. Himself. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We've got, you know, those common folk. We can't go and enjoy our games, you know, which are supposed to be for us. But yet millionaires can go out there in these billion-dollar stadiums and have it all to themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like now looking at the Super Bowl. This is not, it's not, you know, you're running a middle of people that are going to go to the Super Bowl this year. It's going to be the elite of the elite of the elite. Only 20% of the stadium is going to be filled to begin with. 
mean, those those tickets are going to be like ten thousand dollars a piece. Probably. I mean, but they're like two thousand dollars now. Yeah. Those are for the, the nosebleeds. Yeah. So, yeah, something ain't sitting right with this. Something ain't sitting right with this. I think we just need to, uh, you know, say screw this mess. Let's continue on with life. Let's do it. Let's do it. So anyhow, do it. Twenty percent. Twenty percent capacity. And it's really going to hurt Tampa. You know, yeah. because they're expecting, I mean, you got to figure we, Tampa won the NHL championship. Uh, you know, they got the Rays in the MLB championship and, you know, they're hosting the Super Bowl. All of this during COVID. You know, they're not getting that tourism they were expecting down there. You know, it's millions and millions of dollars they're going to lose out on. And, you know, people coming to the city and going, mm-hmm. hey, I really like it here. I want to live here. You know, that, I mean, that happens a lot, believe mm-hmm. it or not. So, you know, they're not getting that. <sighs> oh, well. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to win it. First team in modern NFL era to have home field advantage in the Super Bowl. And we're just going to stomp probably the Raiders. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that would be so It could be, it'd be awesome. That was so amazing. Yeah. All right. Bruce Arian said it's very optimistic that Chris Godwin will only miss one game with that finger injury. Of course, he had surgery this week and they said he's gonna miss monday night football but it's probably gonna be more than that Mm. so that sucks we'll miss you chris but we got mike evans gronk scotty miller tyler johnson who else doink cyril doink grayson Grayson. (laughs) doink grayson (laughs) he'll forever be known for that I At know. least it's not the butt fumble, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, it's a step up, I guess. As we talked about in the news segment that we did yesterday, if you haven't checked that out, it's on YouTube. The Giants offensive lineman, Will Hernandez, tested positive for COVID, so they had sent the rest of the offensive line home. They returned to practice on Friday. The rest of the offensive line, not Will, uh, because I guess they had all been cleared to return. It's a cool shirt, Ralph. I like it. Is that what you're doing? I, I love that word, Mark. I know. I just, it's a piece of art to me. What are you going to do if they ever change it? Be sad. I know. A Buccaneer staff m- member in the football operations department tested positive on Wednesday for COVID. And so that staff member and one other individual who may have had contact with them are self-isolating. But so far, it hasn't affected any of the players. We don't know what staff member it was? No. Okay. Did you know Ali Marpet? Had a hip surgery in the off season. No. No, that's because Bruce Arians just revealed it today. No one else knew. Why so not? that's why he's been playing so good. I guess he's, he's got, found himself a new hip. He's okay. had a hip dysplasia, <laughs> like a big Great Dane or something. <laughs> now the big dogs like hip dysplasia. Yeah. It was a. Um, Bone spur? No, a labrum. Okay. Maybe, I don't know, some part of the hip. I vaguely uh, recognize that word. I know. Uh, But I've heard like hip surgeries are really painful and recovery sucks. So I hope it wasn't that for him. Yeah, he's been I playing fine, so didn't seem to affect him too much. No. Nope. Well, all right, let's get on to the Giants game. First of all, Gre- Greg Allman tweeted he had looked up the weather for the game, and it's going to be a high of 44 degrees with a low of 38. Whoa. So our Florida Eww. boys are going Eww. up to New York, and it's Eww. cold. Yeah. It is cold. We had, we're in Virginia. We had our first cold day today. Is it going to be rainy or anything? Yeah, keep cold. I don't we don't think know. so. I don't think that'll so. be cool. I love acclimate weather Ugh. games, man. Love I don't. Them. Well, I don't like it for my team because they're not used to playing like that. <laughs> okay. They're used to. It's not an <laughs> nice advantage for us. Yeah. It's not an advantage. Well, they're used to the rain. They're not used to the rain and yeah. the cold. True enough. Uh, 
Greg Almond said that the Bucks haven't played a game with temperature at kickoff lower than 42 degrees since 2011 in Green Bay. Hmm, okay. So. Yeah. We will see. Well, you don't get – We, me and you were talking about this last night. You know, with all the new stadiums and dome stadiums, you just don't get that weather as much. You know, there's too many – too many games being played inside where weather is just not a factor. And I don't like that. I like I like it because as a fan, I, I don't want to have to sit <laughs> in cold. But as a fan like, watching. Like, you cannot pay me to go to Lambeau. It's like the Denver game this weekend. It was snowing. It was crazy. That, that was like sideways snow. Yeah, I love like, it. No. No. And then the, I hate uh, the snow. I can't. What, what game was we were watching where it was raining? We didn't even realize it until they... I think Carolina, right? Carolina, Carolina last Atlanta night? game last night. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, they were sliding all over the field last night. Which it, it was a pretty good game, and uh, I'm gonna get my kudos because Atlanta won, like I called it. Yes. So. That's good. It helped us too because it you know, moves Carolina down a little bit. Not that they're a threat to us or anything, but right at this point. Know. Yeah. Speaking of not a threat. Oh, a Bridgewater got hurt. Oh, I saw that. It was yeah. like a dirty hit, right? And yeah, they, you know. yeah, ticky-tacky. Yeah. But yeah. they ejected that guy. Yeah. yeah. And is Bridgewater now in their concussion protocol, I wonder? Probably. It looked like it. I mean, his head went, Ooh. you know, and <clears throat> Bridgewater just, you know, the, the injury bug just always seems to get him, man. It sure does. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's get to these one in six giants. Ooh, Ooh, scared of the John. I know. (laughs) They beat Washington. That's their only win. Oh. I know. Listen to this is the list of teams they've lost to Uh, the Steelers, the Bears, 49ers, Rams, Cowboys, and Eagles. Wow. Yeah. They so are, they are bottom tier. I mean, although, you know, some of those teams are really good. I mean, Steelers. And yeah, I mean, the Steelers, you know, the Bears, we lost to them. The Rams mm-hmm. just beat the absolute crap out of them. The, they're only one and a half games out of first place, though, in the <laughs> NFC East. That's insane. <laughs> this is they, two years in a row. I know. That they are, like, last horrible. in the division, though. But they're mm-hmm. only a, a game and a half out of first place. Man, if we lose against them, it's going to be. Uh, oh yeah, Bucks Nation will be in a meltdown. Oh, yeah. I will meltdown. be. Yeah. yeah, I will be so upset. I'll be depressed for a week. I know. But they, I, I can't see it happening. They're, they're, no. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. I just yeah. Yeah. They do have a new head coach this year, Joe Judge, and cool name. Yeah, uh, Jason Garrett is their offensive coordinator. Did you know that Jason Garrett played for the Bucks as a quarterback? No, I did not. He went through training camp in 2004 at the quarterback position and then was cut before yeah. the season started. Huh, I had no so idea. So he was with the Buccaneers very briefly. Interesting. The Giants offense is ranked 31st in yards and points scored. Oh, my God. They've allowed 20 sacks this season. Eight games. No, seven games. They've had seven games. And I know. And Daniel Jones has thrown five touchdowns and seven interceptions. Hmm. We're going to feast. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to be missing Will Hernandez in their offensive line. I don't know what position he plays. Hold on, Mark. Yeah, I don't know where he is. Uh, so they're going to have a backup filling in for him. And then their left tackle is a rookie who he was picked fourth overall. He was their first round pick, Andrew Thomas. Pro Football Focus. Oh, this is the stat I had. This is from Scott Smith. Uh, Pro Football Focus credited him with allowing 28 pressures, four sacks, and three quarterback hits. Whoa. Through the Giants' first three games. Holy crap. Three games. Who is this again? They're the new left guy? tackle. Yeah. The new guy? Yes. Dang. New guy. Will Hernandez played left guard. Okay. Who's replaced it, name Shane Lemieux? I don't know. Okay. 
Do they have Andrew Thomas starting? Because I know that he got benched one of the games, like they uh, to start the game because he was late yes. for a meeting. He's starting, so he is a starter. Yes. Yeah. Well, JPP is gonna have a freaking field day with him. Oh, Shane Lemieux is starting at left guard, so that's two rookies oh, starting God. on the left you side. Know, JPP. Okay, so of course JPP was drafted first. Um, in the first round by the Giants in 2010. He was the 15th pick overall. Played for them for eight years and then was traded to the Bucks in 2018. What, for like a third rounder, I think? And he said, I'm going to Monday Night Football and I'm going to destroy the Giants. Oh, he said that? He did. Awesome. And he said, I'm coming for their necks. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> oh, Yes. So, I love it. Uh, I'm predicting that he is just going to destroy oh, them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that whole left side is going to be rookies? Yeah. 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 He's going to feast. Mm. You know, he's tied for fifth in the league with sacks. Really? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. The, let me see. All right. So, on defense, this, I want to come back to the Mike Evans discussion because I said on Twitter, like, I want you guys to keep talking about the Mike Evans thing because he'll have a 100-yard game against the Giants if y'all keep talking like that. And Evan Winter from Bucks Nation brought up that he does not play particularly well against James Bradbury, who now plays for the Giants. He's been with the Carolina Panthers, so Mike Evans saw him twice a year. But this year, he's with the Giants. He leads the team with three interceptions. Mm. And this is per Scott Smith. Bradbury did best Mike Evans in 2018, held him to just five catches for 64 yards in two games. That was in 2018. Mm. Uh, but Mike did have a 100-yard game against him in 2017 and a nine-catch, 96-yard outing in October of 2019. So it's kind of, it goes back and forth. I mean, Bradbury has had his number at times, but other times Mike's done really well. Mm. He did only score one touchdown in those seven games that he matched up against Bradbury and averaged five catches for 65 yards. Mm. So Bradbury racked up three interceptions and seven pass defensed in those matchups. Mm. Interesting. So they do have a, a pretty good rivalry, it seems like, and I'm still going to put my money on Mike Evans. That's just me. We shall see. We, shall <clears throat> we don't know what kind of defense the Giants are going to play against him, if they're going to put Bradbury on Mike Evans. You know, We don't know. Yeah. Don't know how it's going to work. As far as the... Giants defense. So they're second. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We are second for sacks in the league with 25. Mm. The Giants are tied for eighth. They have 18. Uh, 12 shabby. different players on their roster have sacks. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. The For comparison, the Bucks have nine different players that have sacks. The Giants have 48 quarterback hits to R51. Hmm. So in some stats, they're kind of comparable. Well, but they have also played the Washington Redskins. I know, look, yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles yeah. and the Dallas Cowboys. So. And the 49ers, which are me. Yeah. Hmm. Me. They're having a rough go at it. I know. Although they did so. beat the mess out of the Patriots. <laughs> that was glorious. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, he wanted that one playing against Bill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did you know that the Bucks and Titans are the only teams left in the NFL who have a 100% touchdown rate on goal-to-go drives? So we've made... Oh, the goal-to-go -go or red zone? Goal-to-go. Oh, fantastic. We've made all of them. Isn't that crazy? I, I know we're top of the league at a red zone, too. I, mm -hmm. mean, I think we've scored every time we've gotten in the red zone. I want to say that. 
If not, it's pretty darn close to every time. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk some more stats. You know, we have the best run defense in the league. We know that. Yeah, I kind of told you that. I don't need no stats for that. That's one of the things I want to do when I bring up the podcast predictions we do. Because we were saying that back years or months ago, that this defense is going to be better than the offense, and the offense is going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, our first down runs, we stop. We are first in that. We only allow 2.7 yards per rush on first downs. Second downs, we allow 2.96 yards Good per Lord. rush. Good Lord. We're, we're only second best in second down uh, runs. Unacceptable. Stopping. We've got a league low of allowing 10-plus yards in a rush. We've allowed seven. We've wow. only had seven <laughs> runs against us that were longer than 10 yards what? two of them were longer than 20 okay so so two in seven games yeah we've only allowed two yards of more than 20 yards Wow. two runs of more than 20 yards in seven games but only seven of longer than 10 that's, that's incredible yeah yeah, so That's we are awesome. tied third in most of the NFL with takeaways. We're twelfth. We have twelve takeaways. Yeah. Yes. We're tied for third most in that category. <clears throat> so our defense is just going to maul oh my gosh. the Giants. Now our offense yeah. We watched uh the Giants against the Rams briefly and it, I think we only got through like the first half and I was like I said I've I've seen enough. I right? know. I've seen enough to The know. Rams defensive line just destroyed just, them. Yeah. Well, and we, we had watched the Philadelphia game and we were we were like is this offensive line really bad or is the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line you know just good or well you know it's you can't tell by one game so Yeah. It's hard to tell. Yeah, so we decided to watch the Rams game to help make up our minds on the offensive defensive lines. And it was real quickly noticed that the offensive line sucks. It's so bad. And yeah. now it's going to be worse because they've got two rookies. Yeah. And when you look at like sacks allowed this season, 20 sacks mm. in seven games. So. What do we, what do we, what have we allowed? Five? Yeah, it's, it's, a, ungodly amount i know yeah brady has the lowest pressure rate in the nfl he gets pressured least of any quarterback <laughs> at 20 percent. so one out of every five times he drops back he gets pressured wow our offensive line is ranked 12th in run blocking okay that's a quite a huge drastic jump mm-hmm. number one in pass protection yeah and we hit that mark after this game bam uh, like I said, the Oakland Raiders are number one. Their offensive line is number one in run protection, run blocking, and number two in pass protection. So that was quite impressive. And uh, Brady's only been sacked eight times. Okay. That's right. Second Dang. fewest in the NFL. Yes. And all this with the same exact offensive I line. I know. So <laughs> it just goes to show, guys. Because, yeah, you have to go, maybe you know, Jameis Winston kind of. Didn't, didn't help, help his offensive that. line a yeah. little bit. We've only lost 88 yards on negative plays this year, which is the second fewest in the NFL. Dang. I'm telling you, <clears throat> statistically, you look at our team and it's it, you go, where's the weakness? I know. We don't have one. Special teams, I would say. And I'm only talking about <laughs> kick return. Kick and punt return would be our weakness. And it's not really much of a weakness. It's just we don't do much back there. Yeah. But other than that we ain't got no weaknesses and we are extra we are elite at many many levels looking at our team on paper you you have to say we are the best team in the league i, I don't see anybody that can challenge us no and then when you watch us we're even Ooh, more impressive than i know we on paper we're just crazy good like i just I know. It's crazy. It's awesome. If we get to six and two, if we win against the Giants, it'll be it'll match our best record through the first eight games. So in win forever, but yeah, in franchise history, six and two is the best. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It happened in 1979 and 2002. Ugh. That that's the year we won the Super Bowl. I know. What's that saying? Yeah. What's that saying? What That's does a that predictor. say? I know. 
All right, what's your prediction? Do you want to go through the injury report and then do predictions? Yeah, yeah, let's whip through the injury report real quick. Okay, there was absolutely zero change from the Buccaneers. So Chris Godwin has not practiced all week with so that he's finger. Out. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's out. out. Yeah, he's not playing. Uh, Gronk has a shoulder injury. He was limited all week. Scotty Miller with a hip slash groin injury, limited all week. JPP with a knee injury, limited all week. Antoine Winfield Jr. has a shoulder slash groin injury, and he was limited all week. Is Carlton Davis on there? No. He got hurt in this game, hurt his shoulder. Yeah. on the field for a while. He's <laughs> fine. That's amazing. No. You know what's amazing to me is that – uh, Worfs is not on injury report for his ankle. <laughs> I know. Two weeks in a row where he got his ankle rolled up. You know, the one time he was laying on the ground, I thought he was done. The second time, he he must have screamed so loud because you could see the whole team turned around yeah, and looked at him. And Donovan walked over to him while Dude. the play was going on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he just gets right back up and plays. So I think we got an Ironman on our hands there. Well, and I think, too, he's like 21. That helps, huh? Yeah, you you bounce back a lot faster. If I did that, I'd probably lay there and go, just shoot me. I know, me too. The pain oh, is unbearable. Yeah, let me tell you my story about pain. So I've decided I'm going to pick up running. <laughs> now, hold on. No. Hold on. we got to get some backstory of that. Backstory. This is, I this hate is running. I've always right. hated running. I hate cardio. I never do it. I ran track. Uh, long distance. I'm a long distance runner. Uh, I've run all my life. And then, uh, uh, you know, probably what, 15 years ago, I was like, yeah, I'm tired of it. And I've always been, you know, hey, you want to run? Let's run. Mm-mm. She's like, no, I hate running. I, I can't it stand so it. Much. It's horrible. Let me tell you, I'm asthmatic. Or I, I was, when I, when I was young, I was asthmatic. So I never learned how to breathe properly and i just don't have the lung capacity so like we've been on the cardio machines at the gym before and my heart rate is like 150 beats per minute like just outrageous like a rabbit and so anyway i'm like you know i want a new challenge i'm gonna try to pick up running so (laughs) which you know she told me this and i'm like what what why who are you and what have you done with my wife and that that's it was the, like the equivalent of hearing somebody say, I'm going to start putting concrete in my diet. <laughs> yeah. like, what? what is wrong with you? It makes no sense. Uh, so Wednesday, it's my first day. I get up all early. Go first day. Take a run. First day. Mm-hmm. Only day. Uh, and I, you know, I have my fitness tracker. So I do my run and I went. Point eight seven miles in thirteen minutes. First of all, so not great. Still horrible. Uh, I didn't even go a mile. It wasn't even a twelve minute mile. <laughs> like in high school, I, I ran like a twelve minute. So that's like peak physical fitness. <laughs> I run a twelve minute mile. <laughs> I didn't even do a mile. <laughs> like it was so sad. And then, so I also do yoga like regular regularly. I do do that. Uh. Thursday, I wake up and I can't effing move. Like my, I don't know what happened. I didn't know I had muscles there, but I found them and they hurt like really bad. Today, it's Friday, still can't move. Yeah, I think I think I, the running experiment I, might be over with. I don't know. I might try tomorrow, but well, I don't know. We got Halloween. I don't want to be. Not being able to move. Oh, you'll find plenty of excuses not to run. I can tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> All that just, I don't remember why we got off on that tangent. Oh, we were talking about Tristan Wirfs. You get up, you recover oh, a yeah, lot when faster you're when you're young. Yeah. Yeah. Not when you're 32 and try to pick up a new hobby. That's not a hobby. <laughs> you don't think running's a hobby? Well, I mean, it can be, but. For more, more than of... one day. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be committed for more than a day, I guess. Oh, that was so funny. I was I was, I was, like, what's wrong? With, why are you walking funny? She's like, I can't move. I can't move. I couldn't even do yoga. Like, I'm sure I needed to do the yoga to, like, stretch it out and break up that lactic acid. But I couldn't even. Yeah, you I was done... walking like a cowboy, like, kind of on the sides of my feet, <laughs> like the outside edges, because it just hurt so bad. <laughs> You haven't done any yoga since then. No, I haven't. I'm injured. I have an injury. You have an injured? I have an injured. I don't even know what muscle that is. It's like right below 
my calf to my heel, like the Achilles. It's the Achilles tendon, yeah. Well, it's a tendon, but what's the muscle? Isn't there a muscle that muscle runs there. down there? Well, I don't part know. Of my Achilles. I don't know. I have an Achilles injury, guys. <laughs> I, I can't play Monday. <laughs> That's right. You're going to be out for the game Sunday? Yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, so let's get to the Giants injury report. It's a little more extensive than the Bucks, but that's because the offensive line is all on there. So offensive tackle was uh, Cameron Fleming was held out Thursday, return Friday. I know. <laughs> Run if you can. Yeah. We got a little photo bomber, guys, for everyone that can't see it. Uh, Devontae Freeman has an ankle injury. He has not practiced all week. Who's the other running back on the depth chart? Uh, let me see. The, the Devontae Freeman, Wayne Galman. Okay, was Devontae Deon- the starter? And then Deion Lewis. Yes, Devontae was the starter. Okay. He, he has been since uh, they, they picked him up after Shaquille um, Saquon Barkley went down, yeah. Okay. Uh, guard Nick Gates, he was held out Thursday, full practice Friday. Will Hernandez is on the COVID list. Offensive lineman Shane Lameau was held out Thursday, returned Friday. Center Spencer Pulley held out Thursday, returned Friday. Offensive tackle Andrew Thomas held out Thursday, returned Friday. Wide receiver C.J. Board has a concussion. He was limited Thursday and a full participant on Friday. Defensive back Adrian Colbert had a shoulder injury. He was limited Thursday and Friday. Cornerback Darnay Holmes had a neck injury. He was limited Thursday and Friday. And then wide receiver Sterling Shepard has a shoulder slash toe injury. He was limited Thursday and Friday. And that's it for the Giants. All right. So, sounds like uh, they're beat up a little bit on their offensive line, or running game, and we are fine everywhere. I know. They are in trouble. Yeah. This is going to be <clears throat> this is going to be one of those games where half the country is going to turn off the TV. <laughs> the, the only people who are going to watch the second half are going to be diehard Buccaneer fans. Yeah. And all Buccaneer the fans and the diehard the Giants fans. Who, yeah. <laughs> in the Giants fan base. <laughs> the Mexicans Giants fans. <laughs> Ugh, this is going to be fun though. Yeah. I hope Eesh. so. Monday Night Football. So it should be a good game. Yeah. And you know, if they better not postpone this or move it or... No, I think stuff. it's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had the COVID scare there, but it seems like everybody's okay now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what's your score prediction? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going with 41 points on us again to uh, 17. That's basically what I was going to pick. It, well, is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to do 42. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think right. uh, 42 to 9. I think they'll get three wow. field goals. All right. Yeah, I like that. Bold prediction. Hey, Molly, I'm going with it. Uh, Molly coming in strong. And I think JPP is going to get three sacks. Yeah, I agree with you. Minimum. Minimum, yeah. Minimum. Yeah. Man, he's going to be JPP, un- yeah, he's just going to light it up. Yeah, I can't believe he said that. You know, you never hear talk like that anymore. I love that. And he's not like, I mean, when he does it, he's just like so straight, like, "Mm, I'm coming for the next. Yeah, like when they talk about him and he's like, no, I'm the best player that's ever lived. Yeah, I I mean, it's just a statement of fact. Yeah, I love him. What uh, did he say this on audio or? Yeah, his press conference. On the Zoom. Yeah. Ooh, we got to get that clip. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. All right, guys. We got a game coming up Monday night, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think it's on CBS, NBC, Fox. No, ESPN. That's Monday Night Football. Might be on uh, Amazon, maybe. So stream it. I don't know. (laughs) Stream it. Stream it for free if you can. (laughs) Because screw ESPN. Uh, All right. Yeah. uh, Let's get up. Be excited, be ready, because this is going to be three weeks in a row. We are just going to dominate. 
dominate and man, we just be proud. Let's spread out. Let's get the word out. Buccaneer fans are awesome. Buccaneers team is awesome. Get as many fans as we can, new fans. I mean, we're what we're building here now is going to be fans for life. You know, it's the, the people who jumped on in the, uh, the, the Tony Dungy years, fans for life. You know, these are fans. This is a special team. And, you know, the people that are jumping on now are going to love the Buccaneers for the rest of their lives. So we can call them bandwagon jumpers if we want to, whatever. I love them. I can't get enough of them. The more fans, the better. The more fans we get, the better coverage we get, the more primetime games we get, which gives us more fans, which gives us more coverage, which gives us more primetime games. Which It's a big loop. That's how the Dallas Cowboys did it. They suck, but they got a lot of fans. When was the last time the Dallas Cowboys were any good? I can't even remember. Mm. They've they been like slightly season. above average, I well, think. That division has sucked for so long. Yeah. Well, since the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and since then, it's that like the, the whole division is in a Super Bowl hangover. That was a fluke. I got my <laughs> photo bomber back over here again. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to hide. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that got everything? Okay. Yeah, we didn't do our fact checks or follow-ups or nothing. You're the worst. I know. All right. Guys, we have a Super Bowl caliber team. Let's be excited about it. This only comes around every now and then. It's not like the, the Patriots were a rarity. They had 20 years of awesomeness. We'll never see that again in football. But we've got a couple years of awesomeness ahead of us. Let's – am I boring you? Well, you know, I was going to comment how monotone you are about it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Okay. And then you like just put me to sleep. (laughs) Maybe yawn. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got to get up early tomorrow for my run, so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get to bed. (laughs) Okay. On that note, (laughs) we're going to wrap it up. Till next time, guys. Go Bucks.